Functioning. 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 Examples of functioning. Navigational sensors aren't functioning. Glad to see you still fully functioning. But but it's interesting that like just following the the thread of your story, like the the more the better the environment for you was more like fully realizing yourself like the the all these elements becoming integrated whereas yes you know 20 years ago you were <laughs> doing the corporate thing and then you were living this double life where you were putting like you know sparkles on your face and going to raves and, and all this but like but now it seems like it's so much more you're present for all of it and you're not you're not like divided within yourself i'm fully integrated and mm-hmm. that is for the first time in my whole entire life. I used to make jokes about being a Gemini. Oh, I'm a split personality. And it was so funny. And um, Are you a Gemini? I am. Oh, I'm a Gemini rising. Are you? Yeah. I'm a Libra. I was born Libra. Okay. But that's my... But I'm a Gemini rising. <laughs> What's your moon? Uh, I think it's... I'm all air signs. I think it's Aries? I think I'm a Scorpio. Maybe? I don't remember. Scorpio. But I was, I was assigned Libra at birth. And then but I'm a Gemini rising. By the doctor or like what? No, that's like, that's, I was born Libra, but I present myself as, uh, as a Gemini. As a Gemini. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Libra is more of a construct. Yeah. I, I present as. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate being astrology driven, but I am. Um, I, well, and I think. Everything um, I know about astrology, I learned on Tinder. So I don't know, like. Well, it's about like I two people, and I I always I am I am probably two different people, uh, still in a kind of dynamic way, in a fun way. But mm-hmm. before it was like two, I was leading double lives. That's a different mm-hmm. thing than being, you know. So I, I was no one really knew, you know. There were God so many things, um, but no one really knew what I was doing half hours. So they didn't think any that I was partying. If I was sick, I was sick. Yeah. Because if nobody knows what you're up to in your off hours, there's no Facebook. There's no, thank God for none of that. Um, no one knew what you were up to. You could hide. Uh, now I am, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to be fully integrated and not have to hide any part of myself anymore. I have the social part of being a social butterfly and loving people um, and talking to people. I like enjoy talking to people, but... Um, but not all of the things that kind of come with that. Um, it's a it's much more productive. <laughs> yeah, because you're not hiding anything. You just let it out. I mean, it's well. You're also when you're with somebody, you're with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're you know you you remember them, you hear them, you take you listen. It's not all just surface. And I felt like. I thought I had friends and deep friends and I do. There's still some of my friends in my past that are, but they're the people that are not drunks. There never were. Uh, they just always wanted me, you know, to be, they always took care of me and wanted me to be happy. Mm -hmm. So those people are still in my life, but all of the bar friends, they're not, you know, I feel like I'm connecting with people more. Like I actually remember things about them and you don't have to meet them four times. I don't have to meet them four times. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was so much. 
Um, that's I, I can relate to that. That's so that, that hurts so much when you it's when you like, no, met and go, oh. There's so many times I've like someone comes like, hey man, like hey, <laughs> hey dude, what's up? Hey, and then you're dude. just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and they know that you don't remember my name, do you? And you're like, oh god, yeah. I mean, it they're did, like, we it, spent two days together. Right? And you're like, yeah, you were <laughs> in my house. The greatest weekend of my life. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, so yeah. I feel like that's that's the thing. Those are the things that I think about every day in recovery. You know, um, that I'm I'm functioning on all cylinders, uh, if you will. Functioning is the name of the podcast. I know. Well, you know, you remember your parents used to say to you when you were little, like, if you only applied yourself. My mom used to say that to me a lot. If you only applied yourself, you know, and you're like, you now know what that means. Yeah. Because you're not half doing it. You're paying attention. You're in the, in the moment, in the scene with the people. So if you make a mistake, you can say, oh, I made a mistake. You don't have to, you know, just move on from that. You don't have to make a million mistakes. Uh, you make real ones. Not mm -hmm. unavoidable uh, ones. And you can also like, um, I mean, the biggest thing for me was I could start making plans for the future. Like mm -hmm. I could, mm -hmm. because it wasn't so chaotic. Uh, and so I could really start working on my own, um, my own projects, right. think, start thinking about my career in a more holistic way. Right. Or in like the things that I want to do, because like, you know, like if I was doing a podcast while I was drinking, it's Saturday right now. Uh, there's no way I I do it for like a couple of weeks and then I'd like be drunk and then I forget and then I forget for like I go on like a bender I forget for like a couple of like months or whatever sure and then the podcast is dead yeah and so now it's like you're here you're there's there's the distinction between what you want and you know where you're going you know right. and and between instead instead of just like reacting like you were saying like you can start planning things out you right. can have these like more deeper conversations you can get into a deeper connection with people and that that that's feel and 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 less people i i more quality less quantity mm -hmm. yeah. you know um and that's kind of just surrounding myself with people that can enrich my life like can i learn something from them can they you know and and i feel like that I, if someone is, is you know, and I don't really run across people in the opposite journey anymore because <laughs> I don't, you know, put myself in situations anymore. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't, you know, uh, there's been challenges. There's, you know, the challenges that you get from a job should be normal. You know, like, oh, maybe I should try to find another job doing something different or maybe I need a little bit more money or whatever it is that motivates you. It's not about you just leaving a job because you had to and go to another one and go to another one. Like you are very purposeful in every intent in, in tension. Mm -hmm. Everything is in intention, I guess I could say. Because um, I, I do, but I also am not motivated the way I used to be. What do you mean? I'm not motivated by money anymore. Like I mm. love things but I think I was motivated by how much money I could make and I have nothing to show for that because I spent it all as a drunk 
So it's kind of funny how like you you make less and you have more. Yeah. <laughs> I and, and that's that's a strange thing because you know you're 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 more responsible, I guess, but it's also just like you you find a job that you love and you don't care what you make. Mhm. You hope. It's still hard, I guess, but <laughs> but, but that goes back to what you were talking about just having this kind of intentional purposeful being because right. you know when you're i guess i mean i don't know anything about the corporate world but when you're in that kind of environment there's this um maybe want to lean into excess where you're just like the drinking is one thing and then there's also the just money money like money, let's money. just mm-hmm. get let's just get everything that we can and then spend it on everything that we can um Whereas what it sounds like now, it's just, it's way more, I guess, especially when you go through that kind of behavior, like not just in corporate, but just drinking all the time, mm-hmm. you realize how much your energy is valuable when you get out of that. Like you realize how much your time is so, it's worth everything. Right. Um, There's no and, wasting of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's the only true resource you have is time. Yeah. yeah. And so that gets redirected in sobriety and recovery because you just know how much or you feel that weight of, oh my, all that time is gone now. So right. I really have to be more <laughs> intentional about how I spend it now. Well, and then I think there's this, in the beginning, you like have a lot of time on your hands and because you, you used to waste a lot of time. And I was so afraid, like, I was like, okay, if I smoke a cigarette every 30 minutes and that takes me 10 minutes and you add all that time together, <laughs> that's, no, I literally had an extra two hours a day just quitting smoking. I'm laughing because I, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, wow, I have all this more time. I don't have to go down the elevator and go smoke a cigarette, come back up. Like there was literally, I was, I was adding in all these times and just finding other things. It took years. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I've been sober for 12 years now, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's been a long road. The last, you know, um, every year is a new challenge, you know, 12 years is a long time. Uh, I didn't even realize it's 12 years until I say it sometimes because those first few years were, 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 were hard, you know, just trying to find my, my footing and everything. Um, but you know, I think, um, with Jason getting sober, like I don't mention that the minute I quit drinking, my husband quit drinking. That's wild. The minute. You know how many relationships I've been in? I, I, the first time I got sober, I had to break up with my girlfriend because she wouldn't stop bringing liquor into the house. And I had to move away and like, she immediately kicked me out and it was like a very tough time. I was like sleeping in a car and all this stuff. And like, it was just rough. And it was because she just wouldn't come with me. And I've had girlfriends after that, the same thing. It's just such a dedication to be like, Oh, you're not drinking? Cool. I'm not going to do it because I like you more than alcohol, which that's is wild. So, that's so, that's such a, like, a bittersweet thing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I would, like, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I wish someone would have said that with their actions. 
But that, that's still like that's that's another gift thing. though, right? But I do yeah, believe, yeah. and and a lot of recovery has to do. I mean, we all know this. It's a support system is so crucial and i feel like a lot of people who relapse don't they're still trying to find that support system that really good group of people that will not let you fall um you know and that's a hard thing to find definitely especially yeah. in a relationship because i know when i moved up here and i was sober that man i was with he was not up for it at all um the drug dealer yeah <laughs> You oh, know? it's so surprising. And so yeah, we fell back. So the drug and, uh, dealer didn't want to give up drugs. Yeah, I think he's still doing drugs. Um, and um, so, yeah, it, so I know, I know that it's Jason that I, I, I know for a fact that my partner and I, that that's the biggest support system I could have is my husband him not drinking or wanting to drink or do any of that, like immediately with me for 12 years. Like, yeah, it helps a lot. Helps a lot. Damn, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. I don't, I'm not Morbid. upset at all to hear that. That's great. <laughs> I'm very, I, I mean, yes, I'm very <laughs> grateful because I, I feel like if he didn't, I told him he didn't have to. <laughs> Tom and I are both a little, we're kind of crying a little bit over Sorry. here. <laughs> I no, well, no I, it's, I, it's, like, it's really beautiful. Like this is you. so. I, I don't know why this is hitting me in such a way, but it's. Um, I love the fact that you like, you just said you know you don't have to do this. I'm just willing to just yeah come with you. Like it's that's crazy. so that's amazing. I'm really happy for you, but also I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down internally, I'm not gonna get over this ever. Gonna, but. Yeah. Just know that because I, I didn't think that was possible, and now that I know it's possible, I'm like, why didn't it happen to me? Uh, so you know, I just <laughs> you know, I don't know how I found him. Uh, it was a long time ago, <laughs> but I wasn't. I I just said, you aren't me. If you want to go have a beer, go have a beer with the guys. And he's like, eh. and and I think at first he didn't think he was an alcoholic at all. Uh, he was like, I can stop, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but I think as the years went by, um, you know, he would say, I think I only drank to get drunk. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably. I didn't say anything to him, but, you know, I was with him for a long time. We were together. Like, I could see us doing shot after shot after shot. We were partners in crime. For him to just stop it? Yeah. I think about that a lot, and I don't take it lightly. And I wonder why I haven't relapsed. Yeah. Um, because relapse is so prevalent and it's normal and it's a thing. Yeah, it happens. And I it happens. And I'm still kind of shaking my head sometimes. I just, you know, I don't know if I told you I was just on a cruise with my mom and I was on a booze cruise for eleven days. <laughs> that sounds Jesus Christ. I know. That sounds like um, complete hell. I mean, first off, cruises are kind of not for me. But this is a different, cruise. this is a river cruise and it's very different and very, very luxury, but you know, so it's not like them pouring tequila down your throat on a, on a boat to Mexico, <laughs> but I, I call it a booze cruise lightly. It was very refined, but it was free, 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 anything you ever wanted, top shelf, most, oh. most beautiful pairings, old wines, things that I, you know, so 
I just got off that boat in June and I feel like if I can do that, wow. Like even my, my friend who's a sponsor, he's like, that's metal. Yeah. Cause you, you had booze like running under your nose, like literally it was just trays. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my goodness. People are literally being like, sniff it. You're supposed to sniff the brandy. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, oh, there's 1975 what? You know, like it was just kind of crazy. There was some old bottles of wine being thrown. And I, I, I forget that I was also, you know, a connoisseur. I wasn't just drunk. I like to eat and drink. But I was like, I did it. And I And my mom's like, I'm surprised you did it, which was the strangest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. With my mom. Did she book the trip? Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was with her. I was her chaperone. She's like, I can't remember it being so alcohol forward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I reached out. I reached out. Those first two days when I I did have a panic attack, I couldn't get off the boat. You know, I thought, I'm with my mom. You can't relapse in front of your mom out of all the people. Mm -hmm. Like, It was a lot of, but I reached out to people who I know who are sober Mm. and that's most crucial, crucial, I think too, is just when you're feeling discomfort, you got to talk to somebody and you don't want to sit in it. Yeah. Or listen to this podcast. Listen to the podcast. Just plugging it in. Uh, Yeah. You definitely have to find, um, you know, those people that sometimes it's just a moment. Like sometimes it's, you get that, that craving and it really is just like a second or like, like a couple of minutes where it's super fucking hard. And you spend that couple of minutes just like texting one person, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm texting you because I feel like drinking right now, but instead I'm texting you. And and then eventually it kind of passes over. That's when I first got sober, I realized that the cravings would hit me so hard and I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to the bar. I got 20 bucks in my pocket and then I would wait five minutes or five really uncomfortable minutes. And then I would like get a little distracted. And next thing I know, I'm making like tofu scramble in my kitchen or something like that. It passed. It passes. And it like, at first it hits you like kind of like waves in a hurricane and then the waves kind of slow down over time. And then eventually it's kind of just like a little bit of like a pattering on the shores. Like it's not that bad but then sometimes you get hit with a rogue wave and you're just like fuck it i want to get drunk and now all you got to do is just like take a moment like you were saying i look into the future introspect get a little introspective yeah look into the future. i have the, the the five hours in the future i heard that one time in my early recovery just go five hours into the future take that drink and then go five hours in the future <laughs> when you're six drinks in yeah when you're good... <laughs> Well, six drinks in. Six Sorry. Thirty-five. Thirty-five with shots of You're whatever right. and cocaine. You know, like I I knew that if you could you can try to see if you can have a sip of wine, but then I just push it into the future and see what I would look like in three hours after that. Mm-hmm. And say, would I want to be here? Would I want to be anywhere looking like that? Like and I just you know we all have little things we do um jason snaps me out of my funk probably he's the best sponsor <laughs> he's my in-home sponsor <laughs> and he, he i get a lot of tough love from the two 
from some sober men in my life, they give me the tough love. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Like, shut up. You know, like, <laughs> why would you want to do that? It's, like, it's not even in, why would you even think about that? You're 12 years sober. Why would they even come into your head? And you're like, oh, then you feel stupid. You're like, <laughs> like, oh. So sometimes the tough love from my friends helps just a little bit. Like, why? Because it's a hard day. Yeah. Why sacrifice all of that what? for something? So, yeah. so I, mm. sometimes that tough love, it just kind of snaps me out of it. And I'm like, you're right. Why is that even a thought? So, you know, I don't know. I just reach out to people who I know who can help me. My husband, anybody who can... And then you find, you know, then it's gone. Like it passes. Yeah. I, I think um, what we, you and I were talking about is like when the physiological changes come for what I'm going through is menopause, those are new challenges. So there's every challenges in every stage of life, I feel like, you know, and you, you ride that challenge sober, you can get through the next challenge. Yeah, it's easier, right? I mean, how much would it yeah. suck to be going through menopause while, you know, doing cocaine and drinking and like oh going out to the bar? <laughs> I'd probably murder somebody. I, I No, I'm not kidding. Like, I would probably hurt somebody in some way. And I'm not kidding. It's There's challenges in life that are so above you, you know, like hormonal or physiological changes can just warp everything. Yeah. Because, and so you got to know, you got to just, and being clear allows me to say, hmm, I'm not behaving right today or I don't feel right today. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're just masking over all that stuff with booze. And so when you do get rid of booze, you may find that you have some other things wrong with you. challenges not wrong with you you may have depression you may find other physiological things that are different once you get some clarity it takes away the fog of war for sure and you can really get a good look at some of the other things you know become a little more self-aware yeah <laughs> yeah do you think that Someone you're... Hey, hey. oh sorry oh, oh no, no we're no, just no. so eager <laughs> to be host <laughs> you go oh. ahead you, you, you made me think of this. someone that um, I went to a, an AA meeting like last week or something or two mm. weeks ago. I can't remember when I did, but um, they said like, I hope it was two weeks it, ago. Didn't you say you had COVID for two weeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like three weeks ago. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to AA meetings and, and just being spreading COVID to everybody. Yeah, yeah I'm just going. Yeah, <laughs> that's my purpose. Um. I someone said someone in their share said something like when you drain the swamp that's when you find like a bunch of angry crocodiles (laughs) and so I thought like by getting rid of the booze that was going to fix all my problems but getting rid of the booze just made me confront all my problems um you can walk around being quite psychopathic (laughs) or sociopathic you know like you don't know like some of the things you don't I mean, hopefully you're sane, <laughs> but no, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you don't know until you know. Mm. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of problems, physical, physical ones too, that were exacerbated by alcohol. 
And so there was some doctors telling me that I needed to quit doing things too. And I was like, eh. Yeah, what do they know? <laughs> well, everybody tells you to quit smoking. So that's really the, you know. But I don't think you, people don't, you know, if you don't tell them that you drink 20 drinks a day, then they're not going to be able to advise you. <laughs> Yeah, the doctor appropriately isn't it like you're not supposed to have like five drinks a week or something mm -hmm. like that i remember when they asked me that question i was like oh i <laughs> thought it was way higher <laughs> that's me just getting started gaming. yeah i thought it was five drinks a day that was like which is still i would exceed that but i thought it was yeah. five or seven drinks a day no. is when Two. you have a problem five to seven what are you french <laughs> that's <laughs> Right? I mean, like, what? it's like, I, I, all these people that go to the cafe and have a glass of wine or yeah. two a day, I'm like, I, I, uh, a lot of people say, yeah, try that. You can try it. See if that's well, who you are again. Hmm? Is four shots count as like one drink? No, that's it's, four. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not per ounce. <laughs> one ounce, one ounce, one okay. ounce. Um, is that what you asked your doctor? He's like, how much do you drink? Like, well, <laughs> like, so, so like if it's seven drinks a day, I mean, week, um, if I'm doing Jaeger and vodka, which one? So does it, like, does that equal a beer? Or is, that... <laughs> <laughs> is it seven beers? Cause I don't, I stay away from beer. And that's the thing is like, I'm a small person, but I, my, I think our budget, <clears> we, we started, you know, all those things that clear away when you start looking at the money and all mm -hmm. that stuff. We were spending like $1,200 a month in booze. Oof. Wow. A mortgage payment Whoa. between the two of us. Yeah. I believe it. So, But isn't it funny that you can always find that money no matter what job you're doing? Yeah. Like you can always find $1,200. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. But like you can always find the money to drink no matter where you are in life. No matter where it is, you'll find it. And that's the thing. I yeah. mean, also just like I was always late on the bills. So that's where you find the money most yeah. of the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I come from somewhere. Just kiting checks and paying people late. And that's the thing. It, it, it took... Until like maybe this past two years since Jason opened up his academy where we felt like we were actually in a place of um, normal cash flow. Just normal cash flow. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in, it goes out. <laughs> and I, we were just floundering for years, not getting the money in. Not, like mm -hmm. So... Like, again, your problems don't solve overnight. You just have to start reallocating the resources to being a better money manager or saving more money or just spending less, you know, whatever it is. Um, we just now, I, I actually don't live paycheck to paycheck. Wow. And I made, when I made more, when I made six figures, we were almost living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. That's because you were drinking. Yeah. I mean, I was, when I was drinking, I was freelancing in advertising for a while and I was making about two grand a week and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. I was still drinking two grand a week. I mean, I wasn't drinking the whole thing. I would get drunk and then get on Amazon mm. and that that ate up a lot of my money. Smoking was yeah, eating I was up smoking. a lot of money. Yeah. Especially smoking. when I moved up here to Chicago because the, uh, <clears throat> 
a pack. I was smoking like a pack a day. Pack is like twenty bucks. So that's a hundred bucks a week, basically, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, I'm not good at math. Uh, Are they twenty? Yeah, they're twenty. But no, in Atlanta, there's like pack? yeah, up here in Chicago, it's like twenty bucks, like seventeen. That was a carton bucks. when I was growing up. Yeah, carton yeah, cigarettes wait, was twenty have, bucks. In New York, we had bodegas that wouldn't like they wouldn't tax. Do they? Do y'all have like bodegas kind of like that? I'm I'm well, sure. You can, you I'm can, not cool with them anymore, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, because in New York it was like <laughs> twenty bucks a pack, but you go to the right one, it was eight bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah in Atlanta you can like buy a Lucy for like a dollar. In Atlanta, you can get a pack of cigarettes for like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have five bucks, you can go to the gas station and get one, get a Lucy for like fifty cents. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like five bucks down there, and so I came up here and I was just like bleeding cash. That's that's the thing between the cigarettes and the alcohol and the cocaine. Because that always was mm. a big chunk of change. Um, you know, we were spending thousands a month. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can afford, you know, the groceries this month. Or maybe I should eat a little less. But you're like, but I, I still need to get cocaine. I <laughs> if, I walk, if I start walking to work, then I won't spend any gas money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many finagling that's going on. That's that, and that's the thing. There's just freedom now, a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. to not. I, I I'm not free of sadness or free of stress or free of any of that. I'm free of a lot more worry than I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always the cause of that worry. That life will give you a bunch of things to worry about, like you'll lose people, you you may have a car accident or. All these bad things can happen that are out of your control, but the things that were happening to me were all in my control, and I was causing all of the havoc. So it's kind of interesting to just let if something has like I'm not causing my issues now. Yeah. One less person causing me issues. Yeah, I can relate to that. I was I was rolling uh, at Jason's uh, his academy. And he, I did something that got like my leg caught and he was like, you did that. You did that to yourself. And I was like, story of my life, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> story of my life. I was always my own worst enemy. Absolutely. Like that song, my own worst enemy. I, absolutely. And I, and I think the chaos, I used to call it the chaos or whatever. No, I am. I was the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but I would always have my mom kind of bail me out of things too. So like. You know, I'm, I I had a lot of guilt over that for many years, too. My mom always bailed me out. She'd pay her mortgage. If I, oh, I didn't get paid this year, it would be some excuse. So I don't have to rely on anyone else anymore to fix my mistakes. It, it is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Um, I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> To have that kind of stability, that foundation. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. You got to kill your crocodiles. You got to kill your crocodiles. Or get them. At first you have to find them. Well, I found my crocodile was depression. And I I take something for that now. Um, And it's been, like, I didn't know. And that was about six years ago I found that out. And I was like, oh. So... You know, little steps of finding maybe there's something still wrong, maybe mm-hmm. something's still not. 
and then I just do this and I do that. And so I would, I'm always seeking out, um, if, if I'm in discomfort, I'll seek a way out of getting out of that somehow. Um, I didn't know, but I take, you know, but it's, it's actually helped quite a bit. Just a little bit of Prozac. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it is just like 10 milligrams of like, the, and then and like the right doctor. That's all it is. I, I'd floundered around. People just kept telling me to quit smoking, quit drinking, quit smoking, quit drinking. And it's like, there's got to be more that's causing my problems than just those two things. Then you quit smoking, you quit drinking. You're like, I still, still feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. So I, should I go back to the thing that I at least uh, liked it a little bit? Some, you know, so yeah. And then some things you have to sit in, you know, because mm -hmm. life is like that. But then there's some things that are like you shouldn't have to sit in. There's something a little bit bigger and you don't know what it is, but maybe you should go talk to somebody. And I did. I've done a lot of therapy in my lifetime, you know, and I'm very, uh, I think the one thing that stood out in most of our therapy sessions is you need to stop doing drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, yeah, that you really. So it always kind of folded into that. Like you go to for like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. And they're like, well, let's look at your alcohol consumption. Like, and you're, you know, like, so therapists would always try to fix that first before mm -hmm. they fix you. Um, and it, I kind of cleared that away for them. Uh, it wasn't like, you have to go into rehab. I'm like, wait, I'm not here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about my problems. I want to talk about like how I'm feeling. And they're like, no, you really got to. So yeah, it's it's those are, you know that that is you have to clear away that shit to find the real stuff, um, and that's what I've been doing for the, like the last, you know, five years. I'm stopped now. <laughs> I figured it out. Prozac, Prozac. healthy lifestyle, Therapy. exercise. It's very crucial to my sobriety too. Exercise. Yeah, same. It's um. I can't, I feel like it's a big, major, major fundamental. Not only getting yourself healthy, but just it's really good for the mind. Gives you a place to put that energy, too. Right. I mean, you were working until 8 and then drinking until 8. There was no working and, out. Yeah. And so, the, but you had now, and then you get sober and you're just like, like you were saying, you find all this time. And I remember when I got sober, I was just like, where, what do I, where, what do I do with all this time? What, what am I doing now? Like right. there were so many times I would just be sitting in my apartment being like, uh, well, I could do this, I could do that, but I'll probably, if I go to the bar, if I go to the comedy show, I'll be at a bar and I might drink. Or if I leave the house, yeah. I might drink. You isolate sometimes. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, what do I do? And eventually I was like, okay, so I know I need to like get rid of all of this like massive energy. I need to go find community. And then that, mm -hmm. that leads you to exercise. So to me, for me, it was jujitsu and yoga. And it's like, you have to, well, I've, I found that I, I have to have that place where that energy yes. to go to. Otherwise, I'm going to drive myself insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, that's why I work out every single day before I even start my day. Is what I find helps me because I am already just, I've already, now I'm already starting at 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can only... You know, deplete from there, but I'm starting off at 100%. I've got it, and I've got all the energy to meet all of my challenges for the day. 
Um, and it is, it's, it's crucial for everyone. Um, I feel, and my husband of course would agree. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I've always found my struggle with it because of the drinking, you know, because if you don't feel good, you're not going to want to work out. Yeah. So, and your, your poor diet because you're drinking, you're probably eating too much fat, sugar, whatever. So yeah, it's, it's been, um, a, a, a long productive road wow yeah well i think we could uh end it there if we want unless tom do you have anything um looks like your your mind is racing no i think that uh, i was i was just thinking like everything that you just said for the past like five minutes i've just been going yes 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 so that's just that's (laughs) That's how I feel. Cause it, it, it is, it's like, um, back to the analogy of like the crocodile, you drank the swamp crocodiles are there. And then what it feels like is that you become this like small toy dog who just yells at everything. You have all this, like <laughs> you're unwinding oh in this energy yes. and you're like erratic and you're, you just have to put this somewhere and all you can do is yell at the crocodiles, but you need to like figure out where to put that energy because that's how i felt like coming out of like coming out of drinking and in sobriety was just feeling like oh my god i'm gonna explode if i don't do something with this um and and just finding ways to because that energy you think it's just like with drinking like if i quit drinking then i'm gonna be good i won't ever want to drink again duh and then you that doesn't work but then that energy it doesn't go away either i'm gonna go i'm gonna go run 10 miles and I'll never have to run again. Cause that, that all that energy will go away, but it's every day it's you every have day. to put it somewhere. Yeah. You got to find um, a, a way to use your crocodiles for you, you know, like you gotta like redirect the crocodiles and like, you know, like, you know, in um, 101 Dalmatians, when Corella DeVille is like riding crocodiles as skis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you gotta do that. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ride your crocodiles like you gotta skis. Put them on your feet and ride them. Like <laughs> use skis. them, use them to work for you. That's, yeah, yeah, that's no, that, I think that's that's the that's the important point um, of recovery is you can't get rid of the crocodiles. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to live with them. Um, which goes back to what you've been talking about the whole time is just finding ways to integrate your life so that you are here. And your crocodiles are too. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not that. leading you anymore, which is, you know, you're skiing on them or something. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> a lot of skis. <laughs> well, thanks for, uh, man, thank you so much. This is a really thank great you. episode. Gosh, thank you. It's been a minute since I've talked about everything. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel great. It, it just reinforces... I'm with the right community, obviously, mm-hmm. and it's important to share your story from time to time so that you can realize how far you've come, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also just, you know, I try to just tell everybody how things have been for me over the last 12 years um, and know that it always gets better if you're just not drinking. Yeah. It, it, it's always going to be better in some way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs>
Yeah. And that being said, uh, if anyone's listening to this and wants to be a guest <laughs> and share their story, let me know uh, and we'll set it up. Um, yeah. That's the end Thank of the episode. You. Thanks for thanks for being Thank here. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, it's incredible. Thanks for listening, y'all, and uh, we'll see you next week. Has never been a guarantee. Will extol with your friends and family. Au revoir. Cold when it's critical. Cool but cynical. Maxed out, never minimal. That's how we function. <laughs>